Morning, Jim. Good morning, Jay. All right, so uh, go for basketball team. Uh, they played last night and lost by four points against Wisconsin. They're up seven at halftime. Tried to make it two wins in the last week of the season. Your thoughts on uh, what you saw from them? Well, I mean, the games are pretty meaningless at this point. The The news is that Jamison Battle told them that he wants to turn pro. Uh, so now, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about Evans coming in and combining with Battle and Garcia and Christie and some hope for that program. Now Evans decommits. Battle says he wants to turn pro. Uh, once again, you're going to be looking at a very thin roster next year. Uh, it does not look good for Ben Johnson's program right now. Uh, is Jamison Battle good enough to turn pro? Oh, well, he's not good enough to be a rotation player in the NBA. Could he go to Israel or Turkey and make a living someplace? Possibly, yeah. I mean, he's a he, he's a good, smart player. Didn't have the best year this year, probably because of injuries uh, and illnesses and everything else. But I mean, he's, he's a very capable basketball player. Can he make a living someplace? Probably. Uh, is he going to be in the NBA? I would doubt it. If we start to see more players decide to leave the program, um, I suppose going into the transfer portal would be an option. Is that going to be an indictment? And, and could that hurt Ben Johnson's chances of coming back for next year? Well, I don't know if it's an indictment, um, it, but it could hurt his chances. Yeah. I mean, you know, and let's be honest, these are things he, he can't control. Um, but he, you know, listen, when he got the job, we all knew he needed a lot of things to go right for a brand new, inexperienced coach. Uh, to come into the Big Ten, which is a very good, very deep conference, and succeed or even survive, he's going to need a lot of things to go well. He's going to have to recruit well. He's going to have to get players who developed, you know, and and stayed in the program. And it, you know, through two years, it hasn't happened. Uh, could it happen in the future? It's still a possibility. But but you know, without Evans in battle, it certainly looks like next year is not going to be a, a great improvement. How about Dawson Garcia? Any idea whether or not he's going to come back? Don't know. Um, I would, you know, I mean, I think it's probably good for him if he would stay in one place for a little bit and, and try to, I mean, listen, a lot of these players have the, the decision that Sarah Scalia had. You know, do you want to be a leader of a young team that's struggling or do you want to be a role player on a good team? Well, the easy choice is be go, go be a role player on a good team. And that's what Scalia did, and she's going to be rewarded with the number one seed in the uh, trip to the NCAA tournament, and she's probably going to have a lot of fun with that. So I can't say she made the wrong decision. Um, it's probably better for the sport of college basketball if more kids would stay where they are and try to make their own program better. But, but you know, these kids get four or five years, and, and a lot of them know they're not going to be pros. They have four or five years. Um, they want it to be the best possible experience. And, they, you know, it's, it's kind of a – it depends on how you want to look at it. It's, I think the transfer portal is terrible for the sport, but is absolutely within these kids' rights to go play where they want to play. Jim, uh, speaking of college basketball, St. Thomas is playing in the Summit League semifinals against the top seed Oral Roberts tonight. Um, certainly that'd be a big upset if they were able to win it. They're not eligible for the NCAAs, right? Correct. A couple more years, although I think they're, they're appealing that and trying to get uh, eligibility to be sped up because they do have a good team. And North Dakota State and South Dakota State and playing in the other semifinal. Uh, are you expecting that St. Thomas, their program, is it possible that they could be a better program at their level than go for basketball is? And maybe they already are. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's a different, different level of competition, obviously, but they've been a good program for a long time, you know, um, and they're well coached. They have a lot of, they have great facilities. 
you know, I mean, St. Thomas has a lot of money and spends a lot of money on athletics. Uh, now they're, you know, they can be really dangerous. And, and the reality is that the Gophers to get to the NCAA tournament, they have to survive a very difficult league or they have to win a very difficult postseason conference tournament. St. Thomas, you know, they're, they're, they're in a fair fight. You know, I could see St. Thomas winning a league championship or winning a postseason championship and, and getting an automatic berth as soon as they're eligible to do so. Jim wanted to bring up the Minnesota Wild made a bunch of trades before the trade deadline last week. Uh, your thoughts on the moves that they made? Yeah, uh, brought in a few people. Uh, Johansson already uh, helped contribute to their last win. Uh, he's on, you know, he's on a top, top line. Uh, and, you know, Wes Walls made a good point the other day. He was saying, listen, you know, when, when you're on the road uh, and the other team gets to match up who they want with Kaprizov's line, you need secondary scoring. And that's one thing the team was good at last year was secondary scoring between Fiala and, and other people having big years like Hartman and Zuccarello and all those guys. Uh, Johansson gives them a chance to upgrade, you know, the second line. He's playing with Eck and Boldy. Uh, Boldy got his first goal in a long time. On Saturday night, Eck has been in a bit of an offensive slump. He got a goal the other night. Johansson, uh, I can't, I can't remember if he got an assist or not, but he was, he was part of the, uh, of the, uh, the first goal they scored. And, you know, he's, he's got some speed. Uh, you know, the Wild did not trade for great players, but they traded for players who have the kind of skills that they need. Uh, they are winning without scoring many goals right now. Eventually you're, that's probably going to catch up to them. Uh, Johansson, and Nyquist, if he get healthy, and uh, Sunfist, Sunquist, uh, you know, they do upgrade their skill level. Jim, the uh, Twins played another spring training game yesterday. I know the results of these games are not super important. Um, they won one, lost one. Uh, good production. A couple of home runs from Jose Miranda. And Joey Gallo went deep and has been having a pretty good spring. Your thoughts on those two players, Miranda and Gallo? And I thought, uh, Jose Miranda's shoulder was so bad he couldn't play in the WBC. It couldn't be that they just didn't want him to go play in the WBC. They wouldn't do that. They would not do that, Jay. Huh. Um, he's fine. Uh, he's, he's absolutely fine. And he's, you know, here's the key. And this is why spring training stats don't matter. Uh, toward the end of last year, uh, you know, after Miranda was really phenomenal for a good long stretch, he did fall off at the end of last year. And what we don't know is whether People figure something out about him, which they wouldn't use in spring training. They'd only use, they would say that for the regular season, uh, or whether he's got a little tired, you know, which can lead to slumps. Uh, he had never played that late into a season before. So it's a good sign that he's swinging the bat well in spring training. It doesn't surprise me that he's swinging the bat well in spring training, but the real key is going to be how do people approach him during the regular season and how does he adapt to that? And Gallo, uh, it, it is a good sign that he's hitting well once again. You know, you, these people do not get pitched the same way in spring training as they will in the regular season. So, you know, if, if the guys are productive in spring, it means they're healthy. It means they're in a good state of mind. That can all be great. But the real key is how are people going to pitch them in the regular season? How they will, how will they react to it? Is Alex Karolov going to be ready when the regular season starts? Everybody says yes. Um, you know, and I think the fan base, because he's had a lot of injuries and because it's a risk and risks can really be difficult for hitters to, you know, to, overcome wrist injuries uh but everything i heard when i was down there everything i've heard since i came back was they just expect him to be okay they just don't think it's as serious as other people now it's a you know it's the kind of injury if it flares up then they might have to shut him down for a while and it it is a bad injury for a hitter to have you can't swing the bat with a sore wrist you can't swing effectively so 
of course, they have to be vigilant about this. They're hoping their new trainer helps them put them on the right path for this. It's a worrisome, it's a worrisome situation, but he hasn't really had any, any real trouble down there that I've heard of. Jim, the uh, NFL scouting combine uh, took place this weekend. Anything come out of that? I mean, sometimes it's, you know, guys run super fast. I, I don't know if it, does that impact anything that uh, we've got going forward here with the NFL draft? You know, in terms of player evaluation, everything matters in some context, right? I mean, and what you find talking to scouts is they want to make sure they're not missing something. So you don't want to spend a first round draft pick on a, on an offensive lineman who can't bench press much. You know, I mean, he might be a really good technician, but if he, if he doesn't have a certain level of strength, he's going to get run over in the NFL. You want to make sure that you know what their weight and their height actually is, not what their college team listed them as. You don't want to draft a five, six quarterback who was listed, you know, five eleven in, in college. I mean, so it's just, it's a lot of double checking, right? Uh, the one interesting thing is that Anthony Richardson, the, the Florida quarterback, his measurables are off the charts. He's like a faster Cam Newton. Uh, he And we just saw a Super Bowl where Jalen Hurts, who's a phenomenal athlete, powerful athlete, uh, played well enough to win a Super Bowl, played well enough to have the best team, to be the quarterback of the best team in the NFL. And if Anthony Richardson looks like Jalen Hurts, only faster, then people are going to be really intrigued by that. And so I think he's the, he's the key guy who could be improving his stock as we speak here. Very inexperienced. Um, it would probably take him a year or two to, to learn NFL offenses, but the, the, the athletic ability is remarkable. Is Richardson projects as a first or second day pick? And would the Vikings have an interest in a quarterback if he were available when they would have him, uh, you know, as one of the top players on their board? I really don't know that the Vikings are going to spend a high draft pick. I mean, they weren't, they're 13 win team, right? So, so we, there are two ways to answer that. Number one is, is quarterback on their, the Vikings list of immediate needs? If he is, we, that, that would be new. If, if they are, that would be news to us, right? Right now they had just coming off 13 win season with the Cousins. They seem invested in Cousins. Cousins is still have, still has a lot of tread on his tire left, uh, has been really durable. Uh, flip side is you can always go back to the Packer model, which is draft a great, if you can get a, if you're a good team and a potentially great quarterback falls to you, uh, Take him because the quarterback's more important than everybody else. I can't tell you what Quesi Adolfo Mensa is going to do. Um, and the other thing is that if you draft Anthony Richardson and you have cousins, maybe Richardson, he, maybe he becomes uh, a gadget, maybe becomes your, uh, you know, your, not your tin, the, I'm trying to think of the Saints guy. I'm just absolutely blanking on him. Taysom oh, Hill. He, yeah, could, Taysom. he could become your Taysom Hill. Uh, he can, he could, I mean, he's, if he's that good an athlete, he could play around the field. Uh, while developing as a quarterback. So I can't say it's not going to happen. It, I would be mildly surprised if the Vikings drafted any quarterback in the first couple of rounds. All right, Jim, what do you got in your podcast? Uh, full slate is up at talknorth.com, a good John Krasinski show, good Viking update show, Jeff Diamond on the Vikings and the Combine, everything's at talknorth.com. All right, Jim, thank you. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Thanks, Jeff. It's Jim Suhan, Star Tribune sports columnist, joining us every weekday morning at this time. Follow him on Twitter at Suhan Strib. Check out his latest column in the Star Tribune or his podcast at talknorth.com. Next on WJON, World of National News from ABC.